Hello and thanks for tuning in to Journalism Revision, Ipso Editor's Code. My name's Sani Rudravagula and you probably know the drill by now if you've listened to episodes one and two. We are revising the Ipso Editor's Code of Practice and this podcast is aimed for anybody who's got the NCTJ exams coming up or if you're just interested in the code in general. Now the Editor's Code to which I'm referring is the January 2021 edition and I recommend having a copy of that in front of you uh, which you can download from the Ipso website and one thing I've not mentioned in previous episodes is that there is a preamble to this where it kind of sets the scene and the tone for how the code kind of works out in practice and remember it's not just the letter that you follow it's also the spirit that needs to be followed and I just thought I'd point out one thing on here today which is that it specifically says that editors must maintain their own in-house procedures to deal with complaints swiftly and where required to do so cooperate with ipso so it's not a case that everything and every complaint goes straight to ipso publications themselves still have their own in-house procedures that have got to kind of um, follow the guidance that ipso would set out on the spirit here um, and then if the, a complainant isn't satisfied, they can take it to Ipso themselves directly as well. Today we're going to be focusing on Clause 3, which is harassment. Now, I did have a big cup of tea, but it's gone cold. Uh, but you have a moment now to quickly grab yourself a cup of tea if you like, or anything else, and we'll get cracking. Clause 3, harassment, has three parts to it. The first one being that journalists must not engage in intimidation, harassment or persistent pursuit. The second one is that they shouldn't persist in questioning, telephoning or photographing individuals when they've been asked to stop and they shouldn't stay on property when asked to leave or follow them. They must also identify themselves if requested. The third point is that all editors must ensure that the principles of this are observed by everyone who works for them and that they shouldn't use non-compliant material from other sources. So, for example, getting something that breached the code with harassment from a freelancer. This clause was formulated following the death of Princess Diana and very few cases go to adjudication and that's due to Ipso's guidance in general and also they've got a 24-hour helpline so if you are being harassed by the press then you can phone them up uh, and get some advice and they can also um, send out desist notices to um, other publications so um, if there's a media scrum outside your house like in Notting Hill um, you can get a desist notice sent by Ipso and that will make that scrum dissipate because if they don't then they'll fall foul of Ipso and no publication wants to do that. Editors have to justify and demonstrate public interest if they're going to uh, break any of these rules. Also remember that desist notices need to be clear, it needs to be clearly made to a journalist so they know to stop contacting the person or taking photos of them for example. So I've spoken quite a bit about desist notices and there is a big bit of orange text in the um, Ipso code, uh, well the code book Um, and it says even without a request to desist making repeated unwelcome approaches could amount to harassment. So that's something else to remember. You might not be told to uh, stop harassing somebody else or you know you might not be told to stop messaging somebody or contacting them or or whatever it might be um, but it can still count as harassment 
So other points to note are that a series of articles um, about somebody does not count as harassment. So Jerry Adams um, had an issue with the Belfast Telegraph in 2014 uh, because they'd written uh, a lot of articles about him and he said it classed as harassment. But um, articles on their own in, and like the amount of them don't count in that respect. Um, and there's no requirement, remember, for balance with uh, print journalism. Um, they can be um, partisan and are free to do so. The code covers the entire news gathering process and also includes emails, texts, social media messages, approaches to the home. They're all covered under the harassment clause. So when we say the entire news gathering process, I mean contacting a source for an interview or researching about a, a story. All those different elements that make up um, making the news are all covered under the harassment uh, code. Um, another example of a breach using email uh, was brought by Warwickshire Police against The Sun after a journalist asked a victim of a sexual assault for an interview uh, and the victim declined. Um, they then sent a follow-up email with um, maybe some contact details saying, you know, I'm still here if you want to get in touch, if you've changed your mind. That was declined again. And then the journalist sent a third email, a third message to uh, the victim and that then counted as a breach because uh, they hadn't respected the desist wishes of the person they were trying to talk to. The harassment clause exists to protect an individual, um, not a company. So Arcadia Group actually raised a complaint against the Daily Telegraph in 2018, um, saying that journalists were persistently pursuing them, um, but you can't harass a company, or at least it doesn't count in the IPSO code. So that concludes everything that we're going to cover today when it comes to harassment. Do remember that there's a public interest justification um, in breaking this clause and an editor would have to demonstrate um, the public interest in a case to do so, of course. Um, but that's everything we're looking at today and we'll be back again with more very soon. Journalism Revision, Ipso Editor's Code was produced and presented by me, Sani Rudravagula. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at SaniR1985. I would recommend having a look at the Ipso website. They also have a podcast as well. Um, the last episode came out in January 2020 and that goes through some examples and they've got some interesting guests. Um, and I definitely would have a look at the code book if you get a chance because um, it's really, really useful with a load more examples that I've drawn on today and some extra ones too. Thank you.